it's May. Why are we watching a winter movie in May? How is this part of the spring movie lineup? Hallmark just made too many winter movies. But what didn't make sense to me is we jumped to spring, I felt like, so early. We had, like, four winter movies. And then at the end of January, it was, like, straight on to spring. Like, Rachel Atwater could have waited until this week. Why did Chasing Waterfalls need to be in March? Hi, Thirsties. Welcome to the Thirsty for Hallmark podcast. I'm Charlie. And I'm Mary. And this is the thirstiest Hallmark podcast on the internet. Today we're talking Baby It's Cold Inside, <laughs> which aired May 8th, 2021. In May. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so Mary, how many cupcakes? I'm very interested to know. One cupcake. Yikes. I'm going to give it two. On what grounds, Charlie? I like the activities they did in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I like the actress. Look, you can't do a winter movie in May. I'm tired of seeing snow, guys. I'm tired of it. It snowed today in Aspen. Tell us briefly, what's this movie about? Girl gets to go on a vacation for work as a travel agent. Has to go look at a location for their winter activities. She doesn't like winter, feel you, in May. I don't like winter either. Girl goes, she meets a hunky hotel manager, and they fall in love. And they decide to run a hotel together in Finland. The end. And you know what? The long description will not be much different. (laughs) It starts, she's at work, at her travel agency, and she's supposed to go on this beach vacation with her family. Maybe it was a cruise. And her boss comes and says, actually, I want to send you to this ice hotel because we're going to start doing winter vacations. And if you do a good job, you might get a promotion. So she needs to go to the ice hotel, do all the activities so that she can recommend it to the clients of the agency. She convinces her best friend to go with her. Her best friend is mourning a breakup and she thinks this little trip will be just the thing to get her over her ex. Next thing you know, they're at the ice hotel, marveling at the beauty and the wonder of a hotel that's literally made out of ice. And they go to check in, and the front desk agent... (laughs) My dog's rubbing her butt on the carpet. Georgie! She gets to the front desk, and the agent ignores her because another guy comes, and he's some rich VIP. And she checks him in, but then the girl, her name is Hannah, Hannah realizes that she knows the guy, and he's acting like this... American rich man, but he's actually a French or maybe Quebecois hotel reviewer. So she chats with him and then she goes to her room. Well, she gets locked going to her room. And that's when she meets hunky man that she thinks is a valet and actually he is the owner of the hotel named ben he shows her to her room and it was a little sexy when they were both Except in her for room there are no doors in this hotel so the sexiness was just no, that's even sexier <laughs> just open door policy the room was literally a slab of ice with a bed on it and this glass enclosed fireplace. She goes to find her friend to do activities and her friend is like on the phone, right? Talking to her lover, Sean. Phoebe and Sean, y'all, bane of my life. And Sean, so Phoebe decides not to hang out with her friend because she's got to talk to her ex-boyfriend on the phone. She did that almost the entire movie. The entire effing movie. It's her on the phone with Sean. She goes back into the lobby. She sees Bridget. Bridget and her talking. She says, oh, your valet is super helpful. Thanks so much for, you know, the good customer service. And she's like, oh, that's not our valet. That's our owner. And then he comes over. Bridget obviously likes him. 
And he goes and he's like, hi, Hannah, let me show you around the hotel. Yeah, and he gives her a tour. It's a cool hotel. I have a lot of questions structurally about this, financially about this. I, I have a lot of questions about like the ice hotel industry. He has to rebuild this ice hotel every year, y'all. Yeah, I wonder how much it costs to stay there. Probably a lot. It must be a very bougie hotel. And there are no doors. They only have curtains in front of their rooms. I, I just feel like that's weird, okay? I don't know who else is staying in a hotel. I don't want just a curtain. I want a door. What about bathrooms? There was no bathrooms. But if you look at the reviews of ice hotels, everybody loves it. Okay, so <laughs> her and Phoebe go to the hot tub. And she acts so weird about being in the hot tub. <laughs> They're wearing long sleeve shirts in the hot tub. And Ben comes walking by with Mr. Chignon, the hotel reviewer guy. And she's trying to hide behind bushes. It just didn't make any sense. You're in the hot tub. Your hotel guy, like, and then she like gets out of the hot tub. Yeah, why didn't she just stay in? It would have been just less show her weird. shoulders. She acted like it was a secret hot tub only for special VIPs, or she wasn't allowed there. And I think that's when we knew that this movie was not going to be good. At some point, her and Phoebe go cross country skiing, and they look like they're really skiing. After they ski. Hannah's carrying her skis on her shoulder while Bridget brings out this traditional Nordic dessert, which is like pancakes piled up high because the restaurant's going to have a special authentic Nordic dinner that night. So she accidentally turns around and knocks over the cake with her ski. And she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And Bridget's like, it's okay, but it's really not okay because... They can't make another one in time because the dough has to chill. The important thing to mention is that because the hotel reviewer is there, they're trying really hard to make a good impression. Mm -hmm. So Hannah feels really bad and she knows that this is a very important dinner. So she offers to make a different Nordic dessert that she just happens to know how to make because her grandma taught her how to make it when she was little. It kind of looks like donut holes. So she insists on making it. They set her up in the kitchen. Ben joins her and they get to know each other while they're making it. It's a cute little baking montage. And then she makes it. They go to the dinner that night and everything's going well. They wait for the dessert. And when it comes out, they watch Mr. Shinyong taking a bite of it and he loves it. So it's a big success. They're all excited. And then Ben invites her to get a drink in the ice bar. And they get a drink. The next morning, she decides she's going to do an activity. And she convinces the reviewer to go snowshoeing. And then she goes over and she overhears Bridget and Ben being like, oh, man, we because of the snow we just had, we don't have enough instructors. She was like, oh, man. And they're like, yeah, we're going to have to cancel something. And she's like, well, what are you going to cancel? And he's like, well, snowshoeing. And she's like, oh. Oh my gosh, like, I just told the reviewer that he should go snowshoeing. And then Bridget gets annoyed with her. And I'm like, okay, in what world, again, is it her fault that they were not able to get their employees here? No way she knew that they were going to have to cancel snowshoeing. Explain to me how this is her fault. I do disagree with you. I think it is Hannah's fault. How is it her fault? How did she know? I'm not saying she did it on purpose, but she just would either put her foot in her mouth or be clumsy about something or think that she knows something when she doesn't. Mm-hmm. And it kept biting her in the ass. I mean, okay, I get that. But on the flip side, you can't get mad at her for telling somebody to do snowshoe. If I had seen a list of activities, I probably would say, oh, you should do a snowshoeing tour because it's a cool tour and you, you know, get to do an activity. 
Like, she didn't know that they didn't have the employees there. I just think that Bridget didn't need to be so mean to her. Hannah should have kept her mouth shut. He asked her advice, Charlie. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, they go snowshoeing. <laughs> she forces her friend to lead the tour, and her friend's, like, an aerobic instructor. So she was just, like, getting into it. She was like, one and two and three and four. And I don't know if any of y'all have snowshoed, but it's dang hard. It's heavy. It's not easy to do. I feel like it's a pretty strenuous activity, actually, especially when you're going uphill in snowshoes. It is It is strenuous. I don't think you need a teacher to do it, though, because no. all you do is walk. The only thing you need to make sure is that you don't walk backwards, because then mm. you'll fall. What didn't make sense to me was her friend was leading the tour, but Ben also came on the tour, but was not leading it until they realized that everyone was getting tired. Why, if Ben is an employee, owns a hotel, and knows the path, why would he not have originally led it from the beginning? Like, if he was coming anyway, and then they realized they got lost, and they were whispering about it, but the guy was right beside them. The reviewer was right beside this them. This whole like, movie, they were whispering when he was right behind yeah, them. Yeah, and it's like, it, this man can hear you, okay? Like, you are doing the worst stage whisper I have ever heard in my life. They find a cottage, and they decide the only option is to, like, go to the cottage, they tell everyone it's part of the tour so all of these people go knock on these random people's cottage and then like all just go inside the owners of the house were pleased as punch they were so excited to host all these people well probably because the only way to get to their house is snowshoeing this might be the only human interaction they've had in a while the man of the house brings Ben and Hannah down to his basement, which is a glass-blowing studio. And he shows them all the glass that he blows and shows them how to make something. And then they they brought everybody else down, right, to see it? Mm-hmm. And they acted like it was just part of the tour. Y'all, did they if, all make something? Yeah. yeah. If this had been a Lifetime movie, that is when everyone would have been killed. So they get back to the hotel and they're all super tired. And then the friend goes to talk to Sean and she t- tells her friend, Hannah, that Sean is going to come to the ice hotel. The next thing I remember is he's making an ice sculpture. He asks her for her idea, and her idea is a seashell. I can't. I can't. So then he has her draw a seashell on it, and it was just so (laughs) bad. Can I add that we've watched this with two friends who don't normally watch Hallmark movies? It was a bad first movie, I'll be honest. And they were just like, what the heck are we watching? (laughs) And then, guys, pan to the next scene. They were making a, see, a, the, the clamshell looked like it was going to be vertical. Like the block was vertical. And then all of a sudden it's a huge horizontal clam. And then they perfectly find a snowball to be the pearl to like put in there. We forgot to mention that she keeps mentioning this flooding. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so she keeps getting upset because she can, keeps like accidentally messing things up. Right. And then we find out she used to manage a hotel and that there was a flooding. And then it changes to, I was responsible for the flooding. And then it changes to, like, I I personally flooded them. (laughs) It was my fault. (laughs) Like, it went from, there was a flooding, to I flooded them. And I will say, our friends kept, every time she changed how she said it, they were like, wait. (laughs) That's like my mom. My mom will drop something, and she'll say, it fell. (laughs) Like, no, you dropped it. Yeah, so Hannah does not really want to be a travel agent. Her dream is to manage a hotel. And she had the chance to manage a hotel, but she blew it because she flooded it. Mm-hmm. The maintenance workers told her that there was a leak, but she thought it could wait till the next day. And that night it flooded. 
and her picture was in the paper. <laughs> but like, isn't there a night manager at hotels? So wouldn't the night manager be responsible for that? Anyway, we can't, we can't I don't know. <laughs> I can't. This movie does not allow itself to be analyzed logically. Okay, so anyway, they they display this shell outside the ice palace, and Sean shows up. Phoebe Sean, to the one that we've talked about for the entire movie. Oh gosh, I just was not feeling this He's, romance. He was a dad. Yeah, we were just like, oh please, like you were bad enough listening to how many times she called you. Now we have to anyway. So they decide to go on a foot tour, and that is when Ben and Hannah decide to do a tour on a carriage. He takes her on a horse carriage sled. Horse sled. They get back, and Bridget asks, like, hey, can we talk about, like, this Finland opportunity? Like, I will follow you anywhere. And he's like, oh, I'd love to, but I'm going to go to dinner with Hannah and Sean and Phoebe. They're at the bar and they're, they're listening to music and he's like, oh, we should go dance. Mind you, no one is dancing. And then Sean gets up there and Sean proposes to Phoebe and I can't express to you how annoyed I was in that moment. Then after the dance, Ben takes Hannah aside and says, you've done so much for us while you've been here. I know you want to be a hotel manager. I want you to come to Finland with me and manage the hotel. And she at first is like, yeah, that would be amazing. And she goes to her room. And earlier we we see Bridget Googling her. She finds the flood on Google and she thinks, yes, this is how I'm going to get between Hannah and Ben. So she follows Hannah to her room. And Hannah says something about the fireplace. She's like, how do I um, put new wood in the fireplace? She goes, oh, we don't let people do that because if they leave the doors open, it could melt the whole ice hotel and it'll flood. (laughs) She said flood. Damn. (laughs) She's brutal. And she gives her the speech about how the ice hotel is very delicate and you can't trust it to just anybody. And somebody who manages it has to be very detail-oriented and not let anything happen under their watch. And so Hannah thinks about it, and she's like, I'm really not cut out for this job. She feels so bad about herself that she doesn't even say goodbye to Ben the next morning. Mm-hmm. Her, Phoebe, and Sean are all leaving. And finally, Ben tracks her down and asks her like, what, what changed. She's like, yeah, I just don't think it's right for me. I, l- I don't like the cold. Bye. <laughs> she goes to her mom's house. Yeah, she talks to her mom and her mom is like, you have to let go of the past. Oh, we forgot to mention that like throughout this movie, like she sees the Northern Lights and they talk about how that's an omen for good things to come. She sees some caribou and they talk about how that's an omen for good things to come. And she goes back to work and she gets a promotion. And then hotel reviewer comes. And he gives her the glass sculpture of the ice castle that they had given him at the end to remember his stay. He said that she needed to remember her stay. And then she quits her job. And she says, I don't want the promotion. And then she sees the review that he wrote that night. And he talks about her. So we pan back to Ben. And he asked Bridget to come with him to Finland. And she's like, you do actually want me? I was like, girl, I get whiplash. She says, I'll follow you wherever. She convinces Hannah to leave and like throws the word flood in her face. And then like two days later, it's like, are you sure you want me? If you had second thoughts, you shouldn't have done all of the other actions. Okay. Like it's like she had second thoughts, like after she'd already like done the entire plan to get the job. But anyway, she did say, do you have second thoughts? And he's just like silently brooding. (laughs) He doesn't say anything. And then she says, I actually don't think I should go to Finland. I know this place so well. I want to stay here. And then Hannah appears Mm -hmm. behind a wall of ice and says that she wants to go. And then they kiss. And that was Baby It's Cold Cold Inside. Inside. 
It was cold outside too, though. Let's be real. It was just cold. They they never looked cold in this movie. But I felt cold. So anyway, who are these people? Ben is played by Steve Lund, who I told Mary, he was in that Christmas movie where they're stuck in the cottage. And she goes, there are so many movies like that. <laughs> but this one is actually called The Christmas Cottage. And that's probably his best known movie. And last Christmas, he was in Unlocking Christmas with Taylor Cole, which was actually one of the worst of all the movies last year. It's been on five episodes of Shit's Creek. Jake! That's why he looks so familiar. He is, if I'm remembering Jake right, he's like the hot guy that was dating Stevie and David. He's also on a show called Bitten. Yeah, most of the men on Hallmark are on that show Bitten. Oh, really? I think it's like sexy lawyers, but maybe vampires too. It has some nudity in it. Hallmark Hunk's doing nudity? I think what Paul Green this? and Andrew Walker, I think you can see their butts. Do a little Googling. Andrew Walker is in Bitten? I think so. Lord. Do you think he's cute? He didn't, he wasn't not cute. I think he was also cuter in Christmas Cottage. Yeah, I just feel like, I don't know, his facial hair wasn't my favorite. And Hannah was played by Jocelyn Houdon. She is a classically trained ballerina. She did have a few dance moves in this. I thought it looked great. Um, she was in When Calls the Heart. It's Grace Bennett. And then on their spinoff, When Hope Calls. Which only made it for one season. From um, friend to from friend to Fia- That's how I knew her. With Ryan Baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which was, I don't think, originally a Hallmark movie. Eat, Drink, and Be Married. Oh, she was in Christmas Wedding Planner. She kind of played a, like, a similar role to what she played in this. Which is not, it's not amazing, but it was on um, Netflix. I thought she was a great actress. Yeah, she's good. She was the highlight in this movie for me. She's... Very sweet, really pretty, and I, I liked all of her mannerisms. She really embraced the character. Yeah, that's true. She's very believable. Very believable. Uh, so Mary, who do you give the Oscar to? I think it's Claire. Bridget. Bridget, I agree. Yeah. Bridget was in Fit for a Prince, which also I think lacked sense <laughs> and logic sometimes. It was a fine movie, but, you know, it wasn't our favorite. She was one of the, I guess, the stepsisters in the Cinderella story. But then she, like, turned good. And I felt like it was a very similar storyline to Bridget. Melinda Michael is her name. She, I believed her. I believed her every time Ben came over and jilted her. I was like, girl, Bridget, I'm on your side. (laughs) I'm mad they didn't give her a man. In Fit for a Prince, they did at the end. Who was her man? Oh, yeah, they're like... Um, the American Ken- billionaire, billionaire who's going to yeah, be the yeah, next yeah. Kennedy or something. Yeah. You know what, though? It's a good storyline because instead of getting a man, she got a hotel that she's going to run while oh. Ben goes to Finland. She don't need no man. She's going to be... doing it for themselves. Exactly. <laughs> Woman empowerment. Working girl. <laughs> but, you know, I'm really mad at Hallmark because two movies in a row, they straightened her hair when she has the most beautiful curly hair. On her Instagram, she is gorgeous. And they not only do they make her straighten her hair, but they put it in this weird flat style. Yeah, it's like, is it a middle part? I feel like she does have a middle part. Yeah, it did not look... It doesn't look bad, but I like her. She's just so much prettier with her hair the way it naturally is. And she was interviewed on Hallmark Heartbeats, and I was chatting with Camille today, and Camille DM'd her and told her, she said, why don't they let you have curly hair? And Melinda Michael said... They promise the next movie I will get to have curly hair. She's going to be in another movie. I think we have an upcoming star. Yeah, I hope she gets a star in one, though. I don't know. She might always be the villain. I want to ask you this. Hmm. If she did have beautiful, big curls, could she have still played this character? I feel like yes, because it's a stereotype against curly-haired people, I guess. 
But I feel like normally in Hallmark, the people that are not the ones are straight-haired people. Have you noticed that they tend to curl the leading girl's hair? Yeah. That was the thing I was wondering, y'all. Her hair, Hannah's hair, perfect ringlets. Perfect ringlets. Where did she plug in the curling iron? We're at an ice hotel. No way. They won't even let them open up the fireplace. They're going to let these people plug in curling irons? They must have some sort of big facility outside where you can shower and brush your teeth. You're telling stuff. me you have to go outside to use the bathroom in this ice hotel? Yeah, remember when we had camping? <laughs> like this? like, Charlie, it's just glamping, Charlie, it's glamping. And you had to walk to this disgusting smelling bathroom to shower. Well, yes, but that's camping. This is like a fancy, probably very very expensive ice hotel and you're gonna have to walk outside and then freeze your butt coming back in with wet hair well no you you blow dry your hair there <laughs> she had some funky ass hairstyles though it was kind of weird but i just couldn't get over where did she plug in her curling iron and what she did that every morning every morning y'all she curled her hair in maybe. an ice hotel maybe she brought wigs <laughs> it's may why are we watching a winter movie in may how is this part of the spring movie lineup hallmark just made too many winter movies but what didn't make sense to me is we jumped to spring i felt like so early we had like four winter movies and then at the end of january it was like straight on to spring like rachel atwater could have waited until this week why did chasing waterfalls need to be in march can't tell you or Fit for a Prince could have been this week. Why was that earlier? I don't know. But what I do know, it's time for Homemade or Hostess. I feel like I've already been doing that. <laughs> we have Homemade are things that we really like about the movie, and Hostess are things that we didn't, keeping with the cupcake theme of our podcast. My first homemade is the ice slide. It looked like so much fun. Mm -hmm. That was the first thing they did. Oh, no. They did that during their tour. Yeah. It, it was this long slide made of ice. I mean, it just looked like so much fun. Yeah. There were a lot of really fun things to do in this movie. Yeah. Homemade has to be the ho ice hotel architecture. Mm -hmm. That was really pretty. I liked all the winter activities. Hostess for me, winter activities. It's a homemade and a hostess because I don't want to watch a winter movie in May. I just don't want to do it. And maybe this was because we live in Colorado, so it is still winter for us in some ways. And it's been winter since October. Yeah, we've We're been seeing, we've literally seen snow since October. And I just, all I, I, I watch Hallmark to escape. <laughs> I don't want to watch like these people freezing because that's how I feel. <laughs> I'm conflicted because winter movies are my favorite Hallmark movies because of all the activities. Mm -hmm. But like you said, I'm just over winter right now. Yeah. Hostess for me, Ben hardly did anything for the hotel in this movie. And Bridget did everything. And Ben was constantly blowing off work to hang out with Hannah. And I just didn't like that. Like, can we see him show exactly like what he does for this hotel instead of just walk around? I think he designs it. Because we did see him working in his little workshop. Yeah, we briefly saw him working. We briefly saw him making ice sculpture. I'm going to say it. A hostess for me. Sorry to jump on that. But like, I just thought about the hot tubs. They could have made the hot tubs a little cooler looking. It just looked like a hot tub. Like, I, after all of the detail that goes into this They hotel, called it a spa. They said it was a whole spa experience. <laughs> I feel it's just a hot tub and, like, a kind of, like, a lot of pine trees around it. Like, behind the building. It was so weird. They must not really have that at the hotel. I mean, it would make sense because I feel like boiling water in a hot tub would also be a danger to the ice hotel. 
This this movie was filmed at the Ice Hotel in Canada. Yeah, I mean, Quebec. I would go, but where were the doors? That's another hostess. Where were the doors? A homemade for me is when they were making glass stuff. Like about halfway through the process, the thing looked like it was going to be first a dildo. <laughs> and then they finished casting it or blowing it or whatever. And then it turned into a butt plug. <laughs> Shortly. And they held it like it was this beautiful thing. And we were like, what is this supposed to be? Paperweight? But I'm surprised that you didn't say maple syrup. We forgot about that activity. Guys, they make maple syrup in the middle. And then she accidentally gets it stuck in the hotel reviewer's hair. And then Bridget yells at her. No, in his favorite hat. In his favorite hat. But and then he hair. and his hair, yeah. But oh, yeah. Charlie, yeah. two weeks ago, was like, oh my gosh, we've not had a movie about maple syrup in forever. And then I reminded him that we had one in fall and it wasn't that long ago but literally ask and thou shalt receive like <laughs> we got a maple oh, it syrup was so satisfying they hammered the tap into the tree the, the sap came out they boiled it they made syrup but then they went a step further and made taffy with it it was amazing um, but see that's an example this is a hostess for me she was such a klutz and that's a great and she had bad judgment that's a great example of something she did that was her fault. She didn't Why know was she it was... waving it around? <laughs> if you have a popsicle stick full of taffy, you don't wave it around. You don't brandish it about. She should not be managing a hotel. No, I 100% no. <laughs> I that I agree with. But I do think she could be a great like activities manager. Can you imagine if she had left the door open and the hotel had all flooded and melted? <laughs> I wouldn't put it past her. I, I think a hostess for me was Phoebe and Sean. In that entire storyline. I was just going to say that. Like, what a waste of time that was. Why did she come on this journey? Why did she come, Phoebe? She did absolutely nothing for the storyline. And she just talked about herself. And then she would go talk to Sean. And then Sean proposing to her, like, really? Was that necessary? You had so many issues with that. Okay, you're you're going on a trip with your best friend. Right when you get there, you call your ex-boyfriend or he calls you. And you spend the entire trip talking to him? Yeah, it's been a month since How he's talked awful. to you. Yeah. If my best friend did that, I would be pissed. And I would probably say something. Uh, I would be pissed. And don't the, you think Phoebe kept acting like she was doing Hannah a favor because she kept giving Hannah opportunities to hang out with Ben one-on-one? Yeah, especially when Sean showed up. She kept acting like that. She didn't want to be there. Also, it's been a month since they've talked, and now all of a sudden they go on vacation, and he's going to call her and then go to Finland and propose to her? It wasn't like they broke up two days ago. It was like they broke up three weeks ago. Like, what? They could have explained why he broke up with her in the first place. No explanation. And why he, was, why he wanted her back. Why she liked him so much. He did seem pretty jolly. I'll give him that. And then she compared it to her parents breaking up in college and getting back together and being married for 30 years. I'm like, girl. She should have read this book that I read once when I got dumped. The book is called, It's Called a Breakup Because It's Broken. And the premise is, people don't just dump you on a whim. Out of nowhere, yeah. Like, they've thought long and hard about this, and they decided, I don't want to be with you. And that's how you should treat a breakup. (laughs) You shouldn't expect them to be coming back. You shouldn't beg them to come back, because they've already told you. Put pen to paper and write, Phoebe. Let's send her that book. I don't think I have anything else. Now it's time to to say who we would play in this movie. I would be Joe. Who is Joe again? (laughs) I wrote down Joe. (laughs) (laughs) we thought we were going to be the couple in the cottage and then the a whole um glass making scene made the the husband a too big of a character so i was the wife her name was alice alice i was alice here's a picture of joe 
<laughs> he even has a last name. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, I remember who Joe is. Joe was a sculptor or something, right? He was... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He showed them the Northern Lights. Yes, Joe showed them the Northern Lights. He was Ben's dad's friend mm-hmm. who taught them how to make the Ice Hotel. Mm-hmm. He was way too young to be Ben's dad's friend. Yes. He was like the same age as Ben, maybe a little older. Um, but that was me. Yes, and then our friends that watched it with us, one of them, there was this woman who was like, just walk it, like power walking out of the hotel. And that was uh, our friend Jalen. And then John was... The waiter who pushed out the even Kleber. Yeah, 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 the cake thing. We couldn't give them big parts. Not yet. No, no speaking rules for them. This is the first time we've had speaking rules in a while. Yeah, and they were pretty much the only options. Yeah, there weren't a lot of options in there. Maybe now that the vaccine's coming out, we're going to get some more minor parts that we can play. It's been slim pickings lately. <laughs> okay, I have a little bit of listener feedback. Ooh. I was talking to my friend Andrew the other day, and he's been listening to the podcast, but he doesn't watch the movies. His mom watches the movies. Mm. And... He was talking to her about Fit for a Prince after he listened to that episode. And he's like, Mom, they really didn't like this movie. How did you think about it? And she said, she said, I would have given it negative cupcakes. Hallmark <laughs> owes me cupcakes. <laughs> they need to send me some for making me watch that movie. True, sister. True. So shout out to Andrew and his mom. And I also have some messages from our binge listener, Alicia. Alicia said... We should open a merch shop and sell shirts that say, I live in the concrete jungle of Aspen. Oh my gosh, we should. Do you know the other day I was talking to Darian and she, she said concrete jungle. And I was like, I know you got that from Mary in the podcast. <laughs> and you got that from me. <laughs> or they could say hostess or homemade. Actually, a lot of my friends want um, shorts as well. They want, I want a one year later. <laughs> yeah, we got to do it soon. I, I think, think I like, shirts. I think, I think I like the, I live in the concrete <laughs> jungle of Aspen. <laughs> we can sell those here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, she says she agrees with you about the Austin adaptations that have nothing in common with her books. Thank you. You know, Unleashing Mr. Darcy was on this weekend and I did not watch it. <laughs> I will never watch it again. <laughs> and she says she loves and covets Brooke Dorsey's hair. Fantastic. And Sheila said she loves your one year laters and that you should totally be pitching them to Hallmark. Thank you. Does anybody know who I should be emailing (laughs) at Hallmark? Oh, speaking of. One year later. It's time. What happens? Oh, gosh. I feel like, do we care? I feel like for a one cupcake movie, do we really care about a one year later? Here's my one year later for you. I don't want to say that. I'll make it oh positive. God, I know what you're thinking. You're going to say that she floods the hotel. <laughs> I'm going to make it positive. I want her to have a positive life. I think Bridget is killing it. Okay? That's my the most important one year later for me. I think she is running that hotel more efficiently since Ben's been gone. More people are coming through. They got such great reviews that they've got so many people. And she meets this very attractive ice chiseler. Mm. And he comes and he helps because they need to do a repair. And so since Ben's not there, they have to get some random person. And he's a carpenter. And he's like, I don't know if my skills will transfer. She's like, well, we're desperate. He comes and he chisels this new clam situation for outside the door. And they fall in love. And they run that hotel like it is. Well, it is their job. But they run it amazingly. Now, Pantu... (laughs) None of that shit happens, like in this movie. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody... 
ever drops a cake on Bridget's watch, okay? And every tour has a tour guide. People are not brandishing taffy. Yeah, exactly. Bridget runs a tight ship. Um, I think Ben and Hannah go to Finland. And they work on the hotel with her dad. And she realizes that she loves managing hotels, but that he needs to do, like, logistic managing. And that she's going to take over... Activity and she comes up with all these really inventive activities and themes. They, because of her travel agency connections, like she gets a lot of people to come to their site and they're doing so well. And he invites her family to come up for a weekend. And so all of her family are there. He takes her on a walk and they see the northern lights. And he says, You remember what this means? <laughs> and she says, Yes, this means good things to happen in the future. And she's like, But I don't know how we can ever get better than what we have now. And he says, well, I hope you don't actually mean that. He goes down on one knee and he proposes to her. And guess what, guys? It's a clam. <laughs> like, the box looks like a clam. <laughs> and he opens it up. And there's a beautiful ring in there. It's a diamond, but it kind of looks like a snowflake, but very tasteful. And she's like, oh my gosh, yes. And he's like, and I'm going to pull one more surprise on you. And so he goes, would you marry me today? Yes. And she goes, because it's Hannah, of course. And Bridget, being the queen that Bridget is, has actually been the mastermind behind organizing all of this. And her mom brings her old wedding dress, so she wears her mom's dress, and she walks down the aisle, and they get buried outside where you can see the snow hotel in the background and then the northern lights above. I like that. Well, remember, if you have any inside information or questions for us, you can DM us at Thirsty for Hallmark on Instagram. Next week, the movie is Sweet Carolina, starring Lacey Chabert and Tyler Hines. Mm -hmm. Looks like a sad one. It literally looks like the Kate Hudson, Kate Hudson, is that her name? Goldie Hawn's child? It looks like that movie. Raising, I want to say it's like Raising Hope or something, but that's not right. Um, oh wait, that wasn't a Hallmark movie, just a regular movie. No, it was like a blockbuster movie right. with the guy oh. who played Aiden in Sex and the City and Kate. Oh, I remember that movie, yeah. Yeah, it's like the exact same movie, except for like he's a teacher and then they fall in love, whereas like this one is like... It's like a basketball coach? Yeah, or like a childhood friend flashback basketball coach. Yeah, it's about somebody dies, Lacey Chabert becomes the guardian of the children. I'm interested to see Lacey in a dramatic role. Mm -hmm. She was in one a couple years ago. Yeah. One of her Christmas movies last year was pretty dramatic. But I don't yeah. think she was crying or anything. Yeah. This Did you see was, it? No. Time for us to come home for Christmas. Was this last year or the two years ago? No, last year. Last year she had two movies. I thought she had the hotel one. Yeah. And then the, the hotel Christmas one. Waltz. Oh. The hotel. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, okay. Again, we're not looking forward to this one that much, but I'm it is Lacey. I mean, it's Lacey, so, you know. Tyler's hair is not looking great for the promos. I'm going to put it out there. His hair is always the same, but I'm sure no matter how the movie is, we're going to have a lot of fun things to say about it, so don't miss it. Until then, everybody, remember, stay thirsty. Still listening? You must be pretty thirsty. Well, as you probably know, this week was a very important episode of When Calls the Heart. It was the season eight finale where Elizabeth finally made her choice. My co-host Mary has some words for you about it. Go off, Queen. Guys, I'm 
I yelled at the TV. To Hallmark, I'm sorry, to drag us on for three seasons to pick her original choice, who was not a good choice anyway, why didn't you just pick him the first season if she was going to always pick Lucas? That's my thing. Secondly, what about the handhold? When she touched his hand and then she opened her eyes knowing that he was the one and it was Nathan. That was not, oh, I want to see Jack in you. That's like, and then to quote her, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Like that is the biggest slap in the face. It felt like somebody was sticking a tiny needle into my heart and then just letting me bleed out and die. That is how I felt. What was happening? What was happening? She picked Lucas? Lucas? Why would she pick Lucas? She had no, like, literally, she obviously wasn't, like, there have been so many moments where she acts, like, in love with Nathan, but she looked like she was being forced to be in love with Lucas, or she felt pressured to be in love with Lucas, and then all of a sudden in this season finale, she's in love with Lucas. Like, everything that has happened in the last three seasons has led me to believe that she was actually in love with Nathan, but she thought Lucas was the safe choice. And now she's acting like that's not the case, and I don't believe it. But this is what I will say. Elizabeth, done. Done with you. I'm sorry. I'm going to get some hate mail. I, I might. But I'm done. Like, I'm happy you picked your choice. Great. Check. Fantastic. We move on. Nathan needs to be a main plot line next season. I think the reason she chose Lucas actually was logistics. Because if she had chose Nathan, why would Lucas stay in town? But choosing Lucas, Nathan, his alley, his niece have got so many connections to the town and he's a Mountie and there's a lot of things going on. So he has more reason to stay in town over Elizabeth, whereas Lucas really just has Elizabeth. So I think that's why he stayed, because I don't think the writers could figure out a way to keep Lucas if Elizabeth didn't choose him. But no, not happy about this decision. Not happy about it. Elizabeth led... She let Nathan on. She literally let him on. And she, if I was Lucas, I would not want to have been with Elizabeth because she was literally like acting like she was in love with Nathan. Like what? I'm, I'm peeved. I'm peeved. She made the wrong choice. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Why would you choose Lucas? Why? I have one theory. Hmm. I think she did a bachelor style, bachelorette style, mm. took each of them to her own fantasy suite, took them for a test drive, <laughs> and she thought Lucas was better. Charlie, this is Hallmark in the 1800s. She did not do that. They didn't show it, uh-huh. but I think she did it. I just, like, for me, what doesn't make sense is they could have done this season premiere. Do you know what I mean? Like, if she was going to pick Lucas, eh. like, she had already kind of picked Lucas, so, like, Why didn't she just fully pick him five episodes ago? Why drag us through this unnecessary three-person love? And she does not have the connection that she had with Jack Thornton with Lucas. She does not, okay? Her and Jack Thornton took a whole season to kiss, first of all. Second of all, there was no other man. I think if you're in between two men for three years, essentially I'm guessing a season is a year, right? Three years? Doesn't that indicate that maybe neither of them are the right choice? Well, that's what I thought, because for a, for a second, it seemed like Lucas was gone. Yeah. And she was going to be alone. I actually would have liked that more. If she had been like, look, Nathan, I'm not, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. And she had said the same thing to Lucas, or Lucas had left. Because it's three years of this. What is she doing to me? I'm really upset, actually. Well, I'm surprised because... All season long on the Facebook groups, people have been Team Nathan. It seemed like 
almost everybody was. Mm -hmm. But now, all of the Team Lucas people are coming out of the woodwork Mm -hmm. and saying that this is what they wanted all along. Mm. I think they're all done with Elizabeth. That's my (laughs) That's why I think everyone's like, okay, whatever. Make your choice. Let Nathan have a new... Like, this is exciting. Nathan's going to have, like, a new love. Actually, I think I kind of realized that it wasn't going to be Nathan because in Florence's wedding episode, Allie talks to Fiona, and Fiona says she likes to fish and something else. And she, like, looks up, like, hmm. And I'm like, well, Fiona has, like, this weird love interest going on right now, but... Is Nathan and Fiona going to be there? Because it looks like Allie got an idea of like, oh, she'd be a good fit for Uncle Nathan. I would be happy if that was the case. Can I have your comments on Mr. Band-Aid? That was weird. That was a little... It was like, okay, the moment the children all walked together, I I was sobbing. I was... (laughs) Camille told me she was sobbing too. I was sobbing. I, okay, I was yelling at the screen when she was like, I'm in love with you, but I'm not... I love you, but I'm not in love with you. That's like, or it's not you, it's me. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, Elizabeth. That was a crossword answer the other day. It's not you, it's yeah, me. It was like, common excuse for a breakup, <laughs> it was, it's me. <laughs> but it's like, that just felt like such a cop-out. And she she really did. I, I genuinely believe she led Nathan on. And so, I don't know. But then I was sobbing when the children came, and I was like, this is why I liked the show originally. It's not always about the love stories. You know, in the first couple of seasons, it was really about, like, the town coming together and like think about when all the women went and worked in the coal mines together because mm-hmm. they like their husbands were dead and like the children <laughs> learning <laughs> Lori Laughlin covered in soot was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> but like it was so much more about the town yeah. and like them coming together and I feel like it we've gotten so like dragged down into this love triangle it was almost like uplifting to see like Hope Ballet come together again I don't know like I especially after the whole thing with Nathan I was like this is why I watch the show because I, I you know like it's an uplift anyway but then Ned comes and he invented the band-aid and I was like wait what <laughs> oh sorry Florence I left our honeymoon <laughs> And sent you back to Hope Valley because I invented the band-aid. That came out of nowhere. This show doesn't have to be historically accurate for most of the things, but when it comes to inventing a real thing, you can't do that because people are going to think that maybe it was invented in some random town in Canada. No, it was invented by a man in New Jersey who worked for a cotton company. And he didn't even start a new company. The company that he worked for, he gave them the idea and they made them and he was like executive VP for his whole, the rest of his career. Wow. Sure, he made a ton of money, but he's not the owner of Band-Aids. And then Lucas, when Jack and Elizabeth had their first kiss in season one, it was such a buildup, you know? It was so like, I don't know, it wasn't like him randomly showing up somewhere and then them just like making out. And I felt like this did not... Also, I felt like it should be a two-hour season finale. Like, why was it only an hour? It felt very rushed. The end did feel rushed. Was it the first time they kissed? Yeah. <gasps> that was the first time they kissed. That's not what I think. <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> it was supposed to be the first time they kissed. And it just felt so rushed. And, you know, they had the... For the, like, which was the theme for Jack and Elizabeth. Where was that? Like, it didn't, like, there's, like, this very specific love theme that gets played throughout When Calls the Heart. And I don't remember hearing it. I could be wrong. Well, are you going to watch next season? Not for Elizabeth. I'm watching for Nathan. (laughs) 
I'm still team Nathan. Look, I'm happy she's happy, but Nathan deserves happiness. So, yeah, I'll probably watch. I mean, I've made it eight seasons, and, you know, I'm a dedicated fan. Well, maybe by then, I'll be caught up, too. Okay. I need to catch up on Good Witch, because that new season comes out next week. Mm, there are some good-looking men on that show. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. well, that's all for us. Thanks for staying to listen. Bye! Bye.